Yo, welcome back to Return to Play Podcast. I'm your host, Steve. <laughs> With me is Danny. We got lots to talk about. Lots of football this weekend. It's bowl week. Bowls all week. Big bowl weekend. And big old Sunday football. NFL Sunday. We got it all. Great weekend of always for football this weekend. I will be in Asheville watching as much football as I can and still trying to enjoy some of Asheville as well. Sprinkle of of vacation, so to speak. But I wanted to start the show with a, a little story from work and a Christmas lesson for you all. And, uh, you know, Catholicism isn't a big thing down in the South. It's all Baptist. But so the I, i'm taking a patient a kid back to our treatment area and there's still some christmas decorations up and he goes why is there still christmas decorations up christmas is over i go christmas is for 40 days after the after christmas day and all the pts hear me in their office and they're laughing and they like look at me i go like yeah uh, catholics believe that christmas is 40 days long because the virgin mary had to do a bunch of rituals that all the Jew women had to do in order by the priest. And I said, oh, wait, I can't say it like that here. But they started laughing even more. And then they said, for 40, 40 days, um, we should get more Christmas presents. And I said, and more potlucks. And they busted out laughing again because we do a potluck for freaking every single thing there. So I was on fire today at work. But also, uh, Christmas is for 40 days, but apparently that's not even the reason why I I remembered it wrong. Although it is true that Mary had to do those things, but also 40 days after Christmas is when Jesus got circumcised. So that is the official end of Christmas season. February 2nd this year. Leave your trees up until Jesus gets Would, snipped. Wouldn't it be 40 days every, for, I mean, February 2nd every year would be 40 days? Um... You, you specified this year, but it would. Always, I guess would you're right. There's crazy. always the same amount of days in December and January. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. I was I was thinking, uh, leap year or more than yeah. a two month span. It is a leap year this year, and it's year of the dragon, twenty twenty four year of the dragon. And I also I told a coworker who's pregnant. I said, you're, you're going to have a dragon baby this year. And she's like, oh, great. And I said, that is great. Dragons are awesome. They can fly. They're strong. They're smart. She's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm right. <clears throat> All right. Let's get into some football. What, do you, do you want to just start with uh, the Steelers? Get it out of the way. We, we're not going to avoid it this week. Too much, too much Steelers news and drama. To, to depict, I guess we'll start first with George Pickens. Did he get dog status back? He he for sure gets dog status. Seth Porter, punt returner for Kansas, just housed one, so he gets dog. Oh, there's a flag down. Flag down for K-State. Uh, but, yeah, George Pickens definitely block in the back. Dang, Pop-Tart Bowl. We got the Pop-Tart Bowl. We got Thursday night football going on. It's a good day. George Pickens, uh, yeah, he. Well, we, I mean, he's 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 on the field, dog, for sure. He's got a 
he's got to not be Steelers receiver craziness. <laughs> but he's, he's he's got he's got on the field he's got on the field dog status for sure. He's just uh, he's just a Steelers hey, receiver. I will take a diva wide receiver again if he is going to be like as good as Antonio Brown. Which is I, mean, I don't know that he's going to be as good. No, as I know. Brown, I but. I understand that that's a huge leap from where he's at now. Still, that's Hall of Fame status, basically, with was Antonio Brown Steelers career trajectory. Um, I don't think he'll reach that at this moment, but it is a possibility, and I will take that and having that possibility with some some diva bullshit over not knowing who the guy is. You need a guy. We we got a guy there in that spot, and I hope we I hope we extend him and don't let him go to another team because he he's will not be like Juju. He will be fucking dominant on another team that you know will put up with his bullshit. But Juju let's won move a on. Super Bowl. That is true, and he played well um, not, not in that postseason. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, but yeah, let's get into some real. Uh... Well, I was I mean, gonna say so. Well, if, so pick, if Browns, pick it or Rudolph. If the Browns lose, if the Browns win tonight, that's what I meant to say. I'm pissed about this. So the over under was 34 and a half, and I had some live bets, live bet boost. Oh, Flacco, you turd! He just tripped and fell over nothing. Uh, I was gonna bet the over, but then the Browns went down and scored right away. So then it didn't. It wasn't worth it anymore, and then the Jets scored right away, and I still should have bet the over. So, but uh, Pittsburgh's got to keep rolling with Rudolph. Rudolph, in his one game since the Detroit Lions tie two years ago in the rain, uh, certainly outperformed all 25 of Kenny Pickett's games thus far. Um, so, I, I mean, you, I think you got to keep rolling. It's not, especially you know, it's, you're not you're not playing for anything at this point. You're just playing to see what you have and who you know who you're no building, they still think they're with. very much in the playoff hunt i mean they technically they have are. a chance but yeah but you're not gonna beat you're not gonna beat miami you're not gonna beat baltimore you're not gonna beat kansas City, you're not gonna beat freaking we understand teams, especially, that especially on the, the road but well my but my, regardless i mean you can you can still get into the playoffs it, with you know with mason rudolph or, they all I mean, get but a like, bonus check but rudolph, the playoffs. rudolph outperformed pickett significantly and that's that I mean and this is going to be a gimpy picket who's still you know recovering getting back to 100 so that's yeah. my point that's point number 1 for me and holy shit and joku is wrecking this game the flacco uh, flacco and joku connection is actually crazy um it is it, he's unlocked in joku uh and so what I was my point with Pickett is one, he's technically like, okay, just because this is the first it's week. Fucking that- CJ Mosley again, though. CJ Mosley has been getting, he's he's just been getting embarrassed all night. Like, what is he doing? Is he, he's not even running. Well, it's apparently their game plan to attack him. Like, why? Look how he just gives up. How is he? Why does he look so damn slow? Very slow. He might be hurt. Who knows? Damn, Kareem wow. sniping, sniping my, my touchdown. My Jerome Jerome Ford touchdown. Uh, back to the the Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett's just this is his first week. He's technically you know allowed back after this surgery, and like why rush it? Why put him back out there? 
And then the second thing is the culture in the locker room. If you just go right back to Kenny Pickett, who, again, is still recovering from this surgery uh, and limited in practice today, if you go with him and uh, missed extra point, if you go with him, what does that tell the locker room? Like, okay, even if you're better playing better at your position right now, I'm going to go with the guy I drafted in the first round. That's what you're kind of telling the locker room here because Rudolph is clearly the hot hand. And, and so from every standpoint, culturally, medically, and, and gameplay-wise, it should be Rudolph starting this week. And so the fact I, I get they're, they're maybe just doing some gamesmanship with Pickett here, but my God, Tomlin, you, you can't start Pickett. If Rudolph has a shitty first half, yeah, Rudolph can be on a right. short leash. <clears throat> but no, no, sir. So that's where we're at. Yeah, I that's, really, I mean, that's that's the thing that I wish. Like, I mean, other teams, like uh, like other teams, do this all the time. They have you know quarterback battles. It's like you, just because you put one quarterback in doesn't mean you had to like play him forever until he dies. Like you know what I mean? Like they can pull mm-hmm. Kenny and still put Kenny. Like when Kenny freaking goes through bad stretches like let somebody else like yes get 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 let someone else inject some energy into the offense you do it with other positions you know what i mean like yes yes like if freaking you know some pass rusher comes in for a series and gets two sacks like yeah they're gonna keep the hot hand let him keep eating so like like the fact that they won't do it with the quarterback is is craziness yes so play rudolph until rudolph is ineffective, and then you can try someone else. Well, let's get into the injury news for week 17. Trevor Lawrence, I don't think that guy's been healthy for the back half of this season, but they're still trotting him out there, uh, which this is eerily similar to the Baker Mayfield year where their season kind of went in the shitter. Uh, Baker's last year towards the end. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Trevor Lawrence should be playing. I don't think he should have been playing the last two weeks after multiple concussions. And and then he's got other health issues too, orthopedically. So I don't know. They're playing the Panthers at home. The Panthers are a very sharp pick this week, plus six in Jacksonville. And, yeah, I mean, if they're going to trot a banged up, half concussed Trevor Lawrence out there and the Panthers don't want to be uh, embarrassed like with the you know they're still playing to win I think it feels like that they were competitive against the Packers they just sucked more um oh my god this game is a drunk <laughs> and uh yeah the over is going to smash anyway Trevor Lawrence he stinks he's hurt uh, he needs to get healthy again to be the Trevor Lawrence he can be. Do you do you have anything else to add? Uh, I mean, I don't think he's been like <clears throat> repulsively bad. Obviously, he's been freaking entirely banged up. Um, but the ja- Jags are still playing for a division title. So, I mean, I think if he can functionally throw and get out there, I, you know. He's a he's a tough guy. 
I think it's a, I think he'll be out there just because it's that important of a thing. It's not like they're like, you know, right, six and right, nine right. out of out of contention. Like they're still trying to get a home playoff game. So they could get they could miss the playoffs if they lose out. Yeah. Um I mean they realistically they can go they can be either either the three seed or entirely out. So big big game for the Jags. I think I mean Trevor Lawrence has pretty much played through every single thing this year, so I think he keeps rolling with that. Um, obviously, if he, you know, it's a shoulder injury for a quarterback, so if he can't make the throws he needs to make, that's a completely different story. But if he can, if he can do it, I think he'll push himself and be out there. Yeah, and that's why I like the Panthers this week. Uh, that's that's my stance on it. And then we will go to – I also just love gross picks. But Kyler Murray out this entire week with an illness, or is it? Mike Florio writes that it is a possible benching of Kyler Murray because he might have a minor injury or illness, but they don't want to risk him getting hurt in these last two games because they're probably tr- going to try and trade him this spring or at least evaluate whoever else they picked up uh, this season and then compare that to Kyler's performance this last few weeks and evaluate if they want to trade or, or stay with, with the guy they're paying boatloads of money to. So I don't think he plays this week regardless of his illness being real or not. Uh, that kind of scares me off of the the Cardinals plus ten and a half at the Eagles, and that is the sharpest play on the NFL board this week. With about the tickets are about split fifty fifty, but the Cardinals are getting like ninety percent of the money, so all the heavy hitters are on the Cardinals plus ten and a half. But I I, I can't even tell you who the backup is at this point, so. For that team, Probably, so I think it's still Clayton Tune because they they benched Dobbs that last game for Tune. I would imagine it's still Tune unless they Dang. got someone else. Why the fuck would the Browns go for that? That's stupid as shit. Um, they did yeah, just miss an extra that's, point. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, take yeah, three, yeah. take three points, make it two scores. Now you're, I mean, you just you would have you have all the momentum in the world. Um, yeah. the Browns questionable. Kevin Stefanski makes some very questionable decisions for a guy that's going to win his second coach of the year award. I don't necessarily hate this decision. Um, you know, we had talked about, we didn't even think Kyler was going to play at all. Uh, he didn't play bad necessarily. Didn't necessarily play good either though, or really improve his stock. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if he doesn't play for the remainder of the year and they do try, especially, you know, the quarterback loaded draft, they're going to be picking top five. So we'll see what happens. Other crazy quarterback news that we somehow freaking didn't get into is the dude, the Russell Wilson stuff is, mm-hmm. is insane to me. And here's the thing. I mean, I've talked about this. You were on the more, more so of the Deshaun Watson situation being way, but I, I've been saying like how Denver botched the Russell Wilson trade. Because at least Cleveland is like winning games. They're screwed cap wise, and they they have no they can't move on from Deshaun at all. But like Denver, De- Denver, I don't understand this decision at all. Because they still have to. They're going to be left with eighty five million in dead money. Um, he's had, you know, the the cap what he's been paid. 
thus far and what's hit the cap. I think he's only had like 39 million hit the cap out of out of uh, the money that he's made. So he he has like 46 million backloaded that's going to be dead plus 39 million still fully guaranteed on his deal that they have to pay him. So he's going to make 39 million dollars next year from Denver regardless of where he plays. Um and they're going to have an 85 million dollar dead cap hit, which is fucking crazy. You know, obviously they're they're getting out of an additional 37 million that they'd owe him, but it's like you're still 85 million dead versus having him on your team. Like it's not like he's been playing terrible, you know what I mean? Like I just don't understand this at all because they're not they're not going to be able to they're going to have to freaking rebuild basically because they're mm-hmm. he's taking up a third of the cap just on his own. He's not even on the team. So it's crazy. And, and the thing with that is, uh, I mean, first of all, and you don't even have picks to like, <laughs> to supplement your team. They gave up seven picks and three players to get him and Sean Taylor or, uh, Sean Payton. <laughs> if they traded for Sean Taylor, that'd be an even worse trade at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it'll be i mean if pittsburgh went after russell Russell wilson as corny as he is as 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 much as i've made fun of him over the past couple years for being just an absolute corn dog i would lose my mind and just go absolutely nuts because he should be one he's you know mid-30s now getting older that'll drive down his his value and uh two he's getting like i said denver is paying him 39 million dollars next year regardless so if they really do just cut him, Pittsburgh needs to make some moves. And I think I think he would mesh very well. It's it's it'll kind of be a similar situation uh to his younger years in Seattle where you know he'll have, you know, great playmakers on defense and uh not, you know, not have to do too much, just, you know, make make plays, manage the game really well and uh you know when he was throwing for, you know, just 3000 yards but they were balling. So I think Russell Wilson to Pittsburgh would be a very good scenario that I'm hoping for. Damn, Simeon sucks. All right, well, the Browns still do have all the momentum. Browns just got to pick six. If the the Browns win today, which looks very likely at this point, it will be the first time uh, in the history of the Cleveland Browns expansion franchise that they will finish ahead of Pittsburgh. So there's Mike Tomlin shattering, shattering records. Breaking all the records, Mike. <laughs> uh, let's uh, gedaddle into wide receivers. Just a couple here. I'll let you get to Jalen Waddle after Darnell Mooney has not practiced this week, still from a concussion. So he is likely out as well. Not as not much of an impact player as DJ. Moore, who isn't on the injury report for some reason, uh, that confuses me. He's definitely got some some minor injuries going on. But I guess if he practiced in full, like they probably don't have to put him on the injury report. Yeah, I checked again. He's not on the injury report. All right, Mooney's out. That's one. Le- that, that makes the Bears a little bit more one dimensional in the passing game. But go ahead with Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle, high ankle sprain, looks unlikely for this week. Probably until the playoffs, I would I would imagine, uh, which is certainly good news for Baltimore, who 
if Baltimore wins, that's actually very good for Pittsburgh because then they will clinch the one seed, hopefully rest several people for week for Pittsburgh's Week 18 clash, uh, give Pittsburgh a little bit of a break as they at least hope to avoid finishing fourth place in the division for the first time in like 40 years or something. It's been a, it's been a while. I have to look it up. Yeah, so as crazy as it sounds, I'm rooting for Baltimore this weekend. I just don't want to. We can't finish below the Bengals too, especially as bad as banged up as they've been. Yeah, agreed. Can't finish fourth. I don't think we finished fourth in like thirty years or something. Maybe maybe twenty something years. It's been it's been at least twenty. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Well, while you look that up, I'll talk about. Oh God, we're out of people to talk about. I'm trying to pull up my DraftKings. It's not. They finished fourth of four. It's been since 1988, so 35 years. They finished fourth place in 1999, but that was when uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee were in the division. So there were six teams in the division. That was the Browns expansion year when everybody had five except for us. We had six. So they finished fourth technically, but not last. We have never been alive for a last place Steelers last, team. Last place Steelers team. I I was looking at my fantasy. I'm in first place in our little thing, and I'm in 56th place out of 400 people in my tournament. Yeah, that Browns that Browns defensive touchdown really screwed me because I undid the Browns defense to pick up. Uh, I think Brees Hall, so I guess it's a wash because Brees Hall scored. So, Well, let's move on to draw of the week. I don't think mine won, but my first half, the first half uh, did hit. So if you, I always suggest you take them both, break even at the least. I don't know. Do you have one? Or we can take a pause. What did you say? Draw of the week? Yeah, I was I was looking at my DraftKings. I, I, going back to the Premier League. Last week was when I got mine sniped in the ninety fifth minute or ninety fourth minute or whatever it was. Just just rang that bell. So yeah, almost hit the draw last week. Was pissed off. Uh, I'm going Wolves and Everton. Wolves at home. I like Everton to get the point on the road. Wolves just fucked me over. Uh, had a had a nice little juicy parlay. Needed Brentford to win, and Wolves slaughtered Brentford, so screw you, Wolves. I'm I'm taking Everton to get the draw on the road. You love Everton draws. I do love Everton draws. Because Everton <laughs> loves not winning. <laughs> well, I'm going back to Serie A, and it is Bologna at Udinese, and that's a low plus 200 draw. That's a low number for a draw. Both teams are plus money to win on the money line. A low draw there stands out to me on the board. Could be a sucker bet, reeling in a square soccer better like me, but you know what? I'm going with my gut here, Bologna and Yudonis. That brings us to greasy gambling picks. But before we do that, we are going to break down a little bit of the Peach Bowl. It's Ole Miss and Penn State. The line's been all over the place. Ole Miss opened up as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and it is it moved all the way to Penn State minus six-and-a-half, maybe minus just six, but now it's back down to Penn State minus four-and-a-half. 
we've got no one out for no one significant out for Ole Miss, but of note, backup quarterback Spencer Sanders is academically ineligible. So shame on you, Spencer. You didn't do your homework, you piece of shit. Now you can't go to the Peach Bowl. So upon further review here online, it looks it's very vague. It just says due to academic issues. So it might I don't it probably is yes. Just do your homework, Spencer Sanders. But regardless, he is old as fuck. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know why he can't play. Internet's being vague. Uh, like Penn State in this game. Uh, Ole Miss did have uh, uh, Penn State edge rusher Chop Robinson opted out, but Ole Miss also lost a uh, edge rusher too, which Lane Kiffin said was a surprise. It is Cedric Johnson, defensive end, opted out, declared for the draft. So they're both basically down to edge rusher. Penn State's had a lot of dudes declare, uh, but say that they are continuing to play. Oh, and Joku just fumbled. Uh, which is which is good. Which is a big big change. The last few years, Penn State's had a bunch of guys opt out, even dudes that you know opted out of the bowl game and then ended up undrafted. Which is kind of like it's like you know some of these dudes. The, the opt outs crazy. I get it if you're freaking Jamar Chase, you know, and you know you're going top five or something. You know what I mean? But like yeah. these dudes that it's like you opt out because you're a sixth round pick and you are still going to be a sixth round pick. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you are preserving literally nothing. Like just play the game. When play then one more, anybody one more time who's like the and anybody who's like a third round pick, second or third round pick like one more game Yeah, film. one more big game, right. Exactly. Like that's that goes a lot farther uh once, for your scouting than we totally agree. Once you're once you're outside of the first round, it's like you have literally no no excuse to because you're really only hurting your stock at that point. Um unless guys know they're frauds, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but but yeah, the ones that the ones that still go undrafted are the ones that really crack me up. But it, it is good to see, you know, a lot of these boys still playing. Uh Olu Fashnu, the Penn State, likely to be a top five, top ten pick this year. Uh still undecided. We'll be big if he doesn't play. Oh, excuse me. I just got one of them weird hiccups. But I like Penn State in this game. I think even even without opt-outs, I think Penn State's the much more talented team overall. So Yeah, I, I and, agree. And Big Ten, Big Ten three and oh in bowls so far. So I don't oh, know that, about that. That's a catch. They just ruled that incomplete. He was on the ground with it for like 10 seconds. I gotta watch that replay. I oh he landed right on his head too. Um I like Penn State money line and maybe like a, a weekend parlay more than the four and a half. I could see them fucking around and then winning by a field goal. But yeah, I, I still I would still if I was gonna have to pick the spread, I'd I'd obviously I'd pick Penn State here. Um so that's that's our first bowl game in the wraps. I would say uh if you know Ohio State is another very sharp pick. Uh, I don't know what Danny's picks are yet, but I, I, I we both like Ohio State. They are minus three and a half. They started at plus one, and this week they've moved to minus three and a half. Yet more of the tickets and more of the money is on Mizzou. So 
Vegas is that's a reverse line movement. Vegas is begging you to take Mizzou here. And they want you to take they moved it past the key number of three. So they like are confident in an Ohio State blowout, basically, is what this is. So I would take the minus three and a half. I would maybe even sprinkle an alternate line of like Ohio State minus nine and a half, minus you know, ten and a half, just because I think it could be a route here. Uh Maserati Marv unlikely to play, but uh, he's still at, at this moment, I believe, a game time decision. Uh, if he's going to play, pro- if he is playing, if they like put him on the active r- roster, you know, maybe he only plays like a few drives. I mean, they might do one of those types of things, but I don't know. I feel like if they're going to play him, that he's they're all competitive enough that they'll play him the game, but maybe, maybe not. I, I'm undecided on that. That does have me a little tripped up. All right. Any other bowl games you want to touch on before we go dive into stuff? I'll I'll say oh we'll give your predictions for the final four games. I'm gonna go Texas and Bama. I well let's we'll segue right into the into our picks with this because I'm gonna go Texas and which which I I would really like Washington to do it. They're kind of they kind of been a team of destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh Man, ah, yeah. Now I want to say Washington. I was on Texas this whole time. You remember preseason? Ah, I said te- Texas is my national champion yeah, pick. I am gonna say I am now switching. I'm gonna say Washington. Washington is a team of destiny. Michigan is also a team of destiny with the Harbaugh stuff. I like Michigan. I think. Uh, I don't think Bama deserves to be in the I, I I knew I figured they would be I honestly thought Bama would get the three even with the loss to Texas uh just just because of the uh strength of schedule strength of record and the and the win over Georgia at the end um but I don't think th- I don't think Bama I mean I think Florida State regardless of the Jordan Travis injury Florida State at 13 and 0 you know with with their ranked wins with their non-conference playing LSU playing at Florida still think Florida State got screwed uh injury or not I think that was uh an egregious miscarriage of justice uh so you know shout out to the Seminoles um but I think 20 point spread there oh oh yeah and and which is is another that's a juicy one it's not one of my picks because I'm doing the Big Ten trio but I think that's a juicy uh, – 20 points is, is a lot, especially their defense is still very good. Their backup QB actually just opted out and entered the transfer portal too. So they're with that uh, freshman third stringer that looked like balls against Louisville. So, And who's more pissed off than them? Who's been, more ready to come out and exactly. smack some hats? Yeah, that's why the, that's why, because of the third string QB, that's why the spread is so big. But, yeah, Florida State is pissed and they're motivated. So I do like them to cover that spread. That'll be a, that'll be a X pick. Um, but my lock of the week, I'm I'm going Michigan. I'm going with the Wolverines. I think they're the better team overall. They've really controlled every game this year. Um, Bama's been real inconsistent, even though they've been a lot better and they've been they've been rolling lately. You know, they're still the crazy hail mary away from beating a six and six Auburn team or from losing to a six and six Auburn team. You know, they've struggled against Tennessee, struggled against Arkansas, struggled against South Florida this year. They, uh, Bama has, has struggled a lot, 
you know, Saban will have them ready, but I, I do think Michigan is actually the much better team. So I think Michigan breaks that uh, playoff streak here. Uh, so with the spread being so low, I, I like Michigan to find a way to win. So I'm, I'm taking Michigan with the points minus one and a half. Uh, Steve touched on it. I'm also going with the Buckeyes here, minus three and a half. I think they slaughter Mizzou regardless of the opt-outs. I think they're a much, much better team. Uh, great season for Mizzou, definitely. But they really don't have – damn, dude, Flacco, Flacco just can't miss. Even when he makes a bad throw, like it somehow still works out. Uh, but Mizzou, they, they don't have really – you know, they, they beat Kansas State which is a good win, but not like a, you know, super marquee win. They beat them on a 61-yard field goal, so that game really could have went either way. The good teams that Mizzou played, Georgia and uh, – who the fuck was their other loss? Georgia and LSU both beat them. Uh, and, you know, so really their next best win is like A&M. You know, they, 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 they beat Tennessee. Tennessee's, Tennessee's been overrated all year. Tennessee's the same way, eight and four, but no quality wins. Got shit pumped by Florida, so I don't think Mizzou is can keep up with Ohio State. So I like Ohio State minus three and a half, and then uh, I'm taking the PSU boys. I touched on. I think they're the better team overall. James Franklin stinks in big games though, so that's the reason they're not my lock. Penn State minus four and a half. All right. Uh, during all of that, I was getting screamed at and had to go kill a bug. But I know your picks. Uh, yeah, if you could put them in the, the dock, that'd be great. My picks. Oh, and by the way, I am still two and a half games back. We both went one and two last weekend. Uh, no no more duplicate picks because that, that was stupid for me to agree to that down two and a half picks. I obviously, obviously should have switched my JMU pick and us both taking them was obvious as we said, it was a definite mush and the line moved three freaking points on game day. So uh, all bad news there, but that's the risks you take during bowl season, especially when you take a game early, even a few days early before kickoff bowl games should be bet the day of, in my opinion, outside of silly bowl season long teasers or something like that, or two week long parlays for bowl season. Uh, those are for fun though. But if the picks you're trying to hit and win and make your bread on wait till, wait till game day on these bowl games. All right. My picks two college one NFL. I'll start in the NFL. It's the Panthers plus six at Jacksonville. It's a sharp money play on the board. Second most sharp play behind the Cardinals. Um, and then there, the Vegas is basically betting on Trevor Lawrence still being too injured to lead the team to victory because obviously a healthy Trevor Lawrence. This spread is right along there with the Eagles, 10, 10 point spread roughly. And so I, I still like the Panthers who are still playing to not get embarrassed so much and they have nothing to lose with a pick. So, you know, I think those guys are also, it's almost like their bull season to put some resumes out there for next year on a probably different team. <laughs> I think they're clear in house with the new coaching regime again. So yeah, Panthers plus six and then give me Iowa plus six and a half against Tennessee, Tennessee starting quarterback is out. 
And that is a perfect lineup for Iowa to play an Iowa football game of, you know, 13 to six and cover. So the over under is 35 and a half and everybody, 90% of the money is on the under. All the bet tickets are on the under. So that's just too square for me. And and by now everyone is just on the Iowa under bandwagon. So, I mean, if Iowa covers, they're probably the unders also probably covering, uh, but, but Iowa six and a half is my pick for the, the board here. And then my lock of the week is, is Liberty against Oregon. It's a scary pick. It's a disgusting pick. And at the end of the day, Oregon's even Oregon's entire second string is still probably better than Liberty's first string. But I think, uh, I just think it's going to be a closer game than 17. I think they can keep it with around 10 or they're going to get the, or they're going to lose by 50 and it'll be over for me before I know it. I'll take that though. Uh, so you know, give me Liberty plus 17. Again, it's the sharpest pick of the weekend for college. So that's what I'm going off of here. Not much more. I was going to say everybody, everybody's going to be hammering Oregon. I feel like, and that's kind of a simple, like everything in my everything is telling me Oregon is just going to slaughter them, but Oregon's going to, well, Bo Nix is playing, but Oregon's going to have a lot of opt-outs you, you would assume. And Liberty's I believe kind of been they that, that, team, that team of destiny all year where just, you know, games keep working out for them. So um, who knows? They're going to be very motivated, have something to prove. Some, you know, maybe hopefully they can hang around, keep it close, be a little Boise State Fiesta Bowl. Their opt-outs is their starting center, starting cornerback, and starting wide receiver. But their list of potential opt-outs still is seven more starters. So this game is hinging on those other guys playing or not playing. And that article was written today. So they're having a lot of game time decisions. I think it's bullshit that they're allowed to have opt-outs be a fucking game day announcement. That is bullshit. You have to make your choice, I say, seven days before that bowl game or not. Because in the building, you clearly, like those guys have clearly talked about, okay, are you going to practice this week and get ready for this game? Or are you going to the NFL? Whatever. Like, so the team knows, the team already knows, they've known for all week who's in and who's out. So. Come on, could do make one thing make sense about this fucking transfer portal and make them declare at least seven days before the game, if not 10 or 14. Like, I'll settle for seven though. But it's bullshit for the betting market. Now betting's legal and it's it's just clearly a screwing over betters. It's a lack of information, which gives Vegas a bigger advantage that they don't need. And then as far as the competitive advantage on the field goes, it's it's bullshit too. Like a team like Oregon has a huge advantage over Liberty. Of that's exactly why they're waiting to say if seven guys are playing or not, seven starters. If seven starters are playing or not, because they have the depth to to still go at at second string for all those positions. But Liberty doesn't have that depth, and we all know Liberty's going to play all their guys. So this gives an unfair competitive advantage to Power 5 schools 
or or premier power five schools, especially this weekend, and it fucks over betters. I've said enough. Do something, Congress. Get hell off of, your ass. Hell of a rant. I agree. I concur. I, I do. While we're on the on the subject of greasy gambling, I have uh, some soccer tidbits to to point out to brag on here. If you recall, in one of our preseason pods, I gave out some season season picks for uh, European leagues, and I said I I think your best values for I said uh, EPL, Liverpool, and Serie A. Juventus, I think they were like plus nine hundred and plus twelve hundred or something. I said those were your best picks. Uh, currently at the midway point, Liverpool is leading the EPL first place. Man City has been struggling lately, um, and then Serie A, uh, Juventus is in second place right now. So those are both looking pretty good long shots. Uh, and on that note, uh, I, what how do you say that? Is it Tur- Turin? 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 I know it's Torino in uh, Italian, but whatever, whatever the friggin' Italian city is from that uh, Juventus plays in their newspaper today came out with uh, they they uh, rated Weston McKinney, American stud, uh, Juve's top rated player for the first half of the season. Uh, been balling out, you know, in that midfield role for them. And then uh, on the Liverpool side of things, came out today that they are interested in signing American stud Anthony Robinson away from Fulham in uh, in the January transfer window. Uh, so there might be some some interest there, which I would be sad to see him leave Fulham, especially Fulham. Uh, you know, well he he one he's been their top rated player this year. Fulham has a long history of. Uh, employing american soccer players even even before we had like actual real soccer players so uh would hate would hate to see him leave but you know to go to a first place liverpool team would be would be sick so big uh big stories there for my picks and for my americans usa this game sucks this turned into a route quick did kansas state win yes hell yeah well i i put out on x for us nc state plus three what did they cover it was 21 it was still 21 19 nope kansas state kansas state get scored again with two well, minutes shit. left yeah tough 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 i'll check one more time but i'm certain it's dead yep they lost by nine oof would have covered a the teaser punt, punt return didn't matter <clears throat> damn it it's all right, Brown. I just if the Browns stay also, here, then I got two two in the oven still for this week. I really like Oklahoma in this last game. I don't know why they finished as an underdog, even with Dylan Gabriel not playing. Anything else before we sign off for the year? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I got nothing. Nor I. I hope you all have a very blessed and gracious. New Year's celebrations. We're hitting our 30s now. I think most of our listeners probably are too. And I'd say I would imagine most of us keep it fairly docile or at least out of the downtown streets uh, partying. But who knows? Whatever you're into, if you're clubbing, if you're snorting a bag, or if you're just getting drunk off a of football, stay healthy, America. <laughs>